ladies and gentlemen, is it December yet? We messed up like eight times on the intro because Will interrupted us, but it's okay. We're back, and the Bruins suck. Um, I don't know how to try to gracefully talk about <laughs> the Bruins in a nice way. Um, they can't do shit right now, except... Literally nothing. Play bad. It, yeah. It's all they know how to do. And... Joining us to talk about that, as previously mentioned, is Will at Charlie Godavoy, who does have a bit of uh, background noise right now. Um, Sorry, college, you know. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in a random room in his college with a mask on. In the uh, middle of the hallway. Yeah. Which actually is the best he can do, but so we'll have to live with it. But he's here, and... You know, originally when we were talking about having you on, uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe it'll be sort of like the end of a series, you know, on a positive note. Yeah. This is not a positive note. Yeah, this is pretty depressing. Yeah. Uh, I got, yeah. So, we last did this um, before the Tampa series started. Like, the last one that Brad and I did was a preview for the second oh, round. Oh, boy. So, and not a lot has happened since then? No, actually nothing. Uh, the Bruins haven't no. played a single game. Uh, it's been just perfectly uh, normal and okay. And nothing's wrong. And meanwhile, everything's wrong. So, yeah. we're not going to get into game one and two too much because who cares? But mm-hmm. we can touch on brief things at least. Um, obviously, Bruins did win game one. That was, what, three to two in the end? Right? Yeah. yeah. Because McAvoy scored two think, goals for yeah. the wrong team. Yeah. I mean, that first period, they were flying. They were. That was my only takeaway from game one. <laughs> first period, they looked phenomenal. And I think, really, ever since then, they've been playing behind in this series. Yeah. That, I kind of agree with that. They, they came yeah, out strong, and then it just sort of fell off. Although, granted, that's also just this series. They they came out strong, they won game one, and then... Yikes. Does, doesn't this series also remind you of 2018 Bruins Lightning? Because it reminds me of that way too much. Completely. 100%. Yeah, I... After game one, I was like, alright, this, uh, this doesn't seem to be 2018 again. And then mm-hmm. game two, Sorry. and then game three. And then game four, and hey, it's 2018 again, except honestly, I think 2018 was better. Because those yeah. games felt closer. There wasn't a 7-1 to one blowout. Like, yeah. uh, it's... Yeah, you're right. In game three in 2018, Tampa only beat Boston 4-1, to one, so... Yeah, not seven. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, it's, it's so frustrating because we know they can be better and well here they are down three to one to tampa game five is monday and then game six and seven you know would be wednesday thursday which you have to win three games in four nights Ugh. the odds of that are so slim but 53 times in american sports it's happened so it's happened 29 times in nhl history so well here's my thinking 
Oh boy. It happened to the Bruins in 2009 against them. In 2009, the Hurricanes came back. 2010, the Flyers came back. Now it goes the other way and the Bruins come back. So I mm. think that's my thinking. That's the only way I could put anything into a positive light. I mean, 2013 against the Leafs, it almost happened to the Bruins, right? Weren't yep. they up 3-1? 2018, yep. weren't they up 3-1? Yes. Hmm. So the Leafs forced seven. It didn't win, but it's doable. Realistic. I mean, uh, this is this is um obvious. Oh no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I think it's doable (laughs) that they could come back, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be different. It's going to be difficult. I think. Here's my first of many hot takes. Oh no. <laughs> Everyone prepare. Okay, I'm, I'm getting ready. Do you completely change your forward lines? Like, blow them up completely? Break up Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasternak? No. Just All right, because... and I'm uh, kicking you off of here. Uh, it was nice to have you on. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you later. Yeah. No. Uh, no, you don't. You, you don't. don't do that. No. Really? The top two I mean, lines haven't been the problem, really. No. I mean, I mean, that's great, that, but just no. but maybe the idea the of just part. sending a change. I mean, I think at this point, Cassidy's gonna have to like throw the kitchen sink at him. Like, what do you do? Well, hopefully, they'll be able to hit the net with the kitchen sink because they can't. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get into game two and three because those, like, yes, game four was like basically a must win, but game two and three. Those pissed me off the most. Not yeah. like game three didn't piss me off because of it was seven to one. <laughs> that was annoying, yes. But mm-hmm. like game okay, in game two, the Bruins had twenty five shots. That was a game that went five minutes into overtime. They only had twenty five shots. Game three, they finished with twenty four. You can't win a game in the playoffs when you only have 25 shots unless you're facing James Reimer which they are not, not so anymore. I mean an NHL team should be able to put up at minimum minimum especially with the talent the Bruins have minimum of 30 to 35 easy yeah I mean like bare minimum bare minimum that you want is like 28 because 28 yeah. it's like you know 30 sometimes you know games will not go your way, but you know, 28, that's that's sort of like the sweet spot, like I guess. Medium. And it's like the bare minimum. 24 and 25 does not cut it. And sure, can you win with only 24 and 25 shots? Yes, that's possible. If they're good shots and they're you know, high danger scoring chances. I... The Bruins have not had those. Nope. But here's the thing. How come in game one... In that first period, they, in my opinion, they completely outplayed Tampa, and they the forwards just dominated against their defense. What did Tampa do to change their defense to completely shut down the bees? Well, apparently losing Ryan McDonough. Yeah, apparently that just yeah. did wonders for them. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> does not makes make no sense. sense but... I don't know. I think it's just possible that they had a really poor effort in game one and you know john cooper he's he's an all right coach i don't like him but definitely lit a fire to them and they're clearly defending better and i'd like to think it's 
stuff the Bruins are doing to shoot themselves in the foot. But I mean, I guess you got to give Tampa some credit. So I think yeah. they're just playing up to what they are and what they could be. Yeah. Which the Bruins are not. Oh God, no. Not at all. Nick Ritchie, he's doing oh, great. Okay, we're not, we're not oh, even, we we're not getting into that. No, that's that's for later. That's for later. <laughs> that's when we focus solely on game four. Okay, I don't wanna. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a long rant. Um, so yeah, game one and two. Uh, game one, Bruins were the better team for like half, and then Tampa sort of came back more second in the third period. Ultimately, Bruins held on and won, which. You wanted a better, um, like you wanted a better effort out of them, but you know what counted the most was a win. But clearly, Tampa's effort in that game uh, sort of showed what the what was coming for this series, because then game two, I mean, <laughs> Nick Ritchie scored, which was that's, stupid. That's a red flag. That's not if Nick Ritchie scores for your team. I think that's a bad thing. Yes, but it's okay because. Then the world was completely well. Okay, I was gonna say then the world was completely balanced when Zach Bogosian dangled Tory Krug and Brandon Carlo. That was rough. Yeah. So, uh, you know how everyone on Bruins uh, Twitter is all obsessed about resigning Tory Krug? Yes. Yes. We are. Oh no. I would not complain if he walked in free agency. I'm just saying. Well, I, I would. would. I would. Hear me out. I, I, I have to. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm forced to, but... Yeah, because this is where the listeners come from. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was, that, was a bit of, that was a cheap shot, but... Yeah, you and all your 700 followers? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we're doing this. <laughs> so, anyways... One thing, I mean, I love Tory Krug. I think he's a great player, but I just think he can be such a liability defensively. That is he worth? What is he probably going to get? At least eight, I think. I don't think he gets eight. I think he's... If he stays in Boston, he's getting less than eight. Well, yeah. If if he to. stays in Boston, he gets less than eight. But I don't even think he gets eight at this point I... because flat I... cap, and he's had a poor playoffs. I I don't see him getting eight, with with all the teams being more cap conscious now. I I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets eight. Like I'd be like, yeah, okay, he he can be worth that. But I just don't see it. If if the pandemic didn't happen, then yeah, for sure he probably gets eight if he goes to free agency. But I don't think that What's happens now. What's your ballpark he's gonna get from? So I'll give you two. If he resigns with the Bruins, what's the ballpark on? Or if he goes in free agency, what's the ballpark on that? You go first, Alex, and then I'll counter. I'll say six to seven and a half. It's a wide range, but that's probably the negotiating area in Boston. Six to seven and a half. And then it's probably around seven to eight, maybe like even 8.25. But you're not getting too far over eight. (laughs) I agree. I'm going to bump it a little bit, though, and... 6.5 6.5 to 7.5. Mm. That's that's where I think the sweet spot is, but I think they might have to pay almost a little closer to 8, like maybe a 775. Uh it would be it would be hilarious 
again though the the way that they have all their you know sweet contracts and stuff i do think that there will be you know how they do it with everyone you know they the veterans berger on chara sits him down come on man take a little less so maybe they do somehow get him in the sixes i don't see that happening though i think you and i also that's my thought because you have to resign to brusque I one reason I think maybe it's time to move on from Krug. Grizzly can He run can't. Power no, he can't. He can, but not at the level of Tory Krug. He cannot Tory. run a top power he play unit. Do it as level. Well, maybe McAvoy does that. They need, Wrong hands. Um, that's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's tough because you look at what's also coming up: Zaboral and Vakaninen. Those guys are gonna be pushing. For roles in the NHL, say you sign Krug for probably at least six years. In yep. two years down the road, when Vakaninen and Zaboral are ready, and even Lausanne now, where do you put the youngsters? Do you trade them away? I definitely wouldn't. A few of them, maybe. But mm. you look at their left side right it's now. The position. Well, okay. Like, Cars. Who knows? Going to be gone. So, like, by the time any Krug contract, you know gets into like the middle stages where the young guys are ready to produce. You're gonna have Chara gone, you're gonna have John Moore gone, I hope. Oh god, I hope. Uh Grizzlick so or Lazan probably to Seattle. Oh god. Next year. That. That's so, true. So you that'll yeah, obviously give you space. Or what about Clifton? I mean I love Clifton, but I think they might take Clifton. Over Grizzlick? No way. Uh, over Grizzlick? No. They'd be Dude, stupid. No, I would love if they did. Overrated player. Uh, uh, update, I will now probably be replacing Brad as host. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know if I disagree with that. <laughs> I will say, he's not bad. He's not bad, he's the just people, overrated. People are yeah. overhyping him on Twitter, and it's the most annoying thing because, like, he does... He hits people, he takes bad penalties. Sometimes he makes Do a nice eye on the rush. Oh, we're, we're not get getting into, into Bjork. Trust we're not me. getting into Bjork or Richie, whichever one you're doing. Well, both. We'll get into both. Probably. Yeah. But I, I like Clifton. He shows flashes, but mm -hmm. he's not as like people think he should be in the lineup every year, every game, automatically. Like, yeah, dude, Cliffy Hockey would have hit. Like, oh yeah, totally. Like a solid. I think right now the Bruins have what like a. Eight-man defensive rotation with on that like bottom pairing with the Grizzly more yeah. blows on yeah, yeah, and um, you have campers as well. Like obviously he's not in the playoffs, but that's such good depth on your defense. Like that could be, I don't know every other team, but that's got to be up in the top of the NHL for your bottom pairing depth. Sure, but yeah. that's also not necessarily what you want. Like, it's nice to have, but it's not. Right. It's not necessarily what you want. You want the best overall defense, not just hey guys, we got the best bottom pair. <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How did we get to here? Um, I have no idea. Oh, me Krug and Carlo getting walked, and then we got to should they resign Krug? Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, all right, I'll pick it back up from game two. So, 
Yes, sure. Uh, Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, so Blake Coleman finished that off, which whatever. And then uh, Marshawn did have a pretty good game, too. Granted, I mean, they were kind of just like tapping goals, and one of them was off his feet from great pass from Pasternak. But she's been, I think Marshawn's been the best player this series for the Bees. I think he's been the best player these playoffs for the Bruins. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But uh, game two, they did not play well. You know, 25 shots. And they got that to overtime. And I was like, man, they haven't been great this game, but they have a chance to steal. And there's Palat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that overtime was. The one. I'm going on another tangent. Oh, no. Just. You might agree with this. The one thing that's driving me insane about Yarrow Halak, every game he lets in one goal that he should have. At least. At least, yeah. At least one. That's been coming. I think that's been kind of the Achilles heel maybe in this series. Like if he makes those mm-hmm. saves, the games are closer. And maybe that's, I'm thinking that's momentum. That's Absolutely. firing up the mm-hmm. team. I think if Halak makes those saves, we could have a 2-2 or even a Bruins lead in this series. Well, you can get a win in game two in overtime. Um, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't, you know, necessarily the worst play in that game. Uh, but it, it's not like Halak played great there. He had, a, he had 36 saves on 40 shots, which, okay. Um, but, yeah, it, specifically game four, that, what was it, the second goal? Yep. Yeah, he needed that. Um, like that was bad. And then I mean, there were a few in game three. I mean, it's he has a 900 save percentage in these playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs, that's not gonna work. No, you can't win a cup when a goalie has a 900 save percentage. The Bruins. I will say. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say like Rask had like a 930 save percentage last year, and the Bruins didn't didn't even win so you you don't you don't get close with the 900 save percentage i agree and what i will say though is defense that save percentage is very low now well not that it dropped a whole bunch but it was a 916 before game three so that's respectable for like a backup who hadn't played since march so, I mean, it's respectable. Yes, he absolutely needs to be better. There's no doubt mm-hmm. of that. But it also, as you had alluded to, the defense sometimes just doesn't even look like they're trying. No. They, there's so many grade A chances for Tampa. But, hey, Halak will stop those. But then a shot from the, the point yep. will just get right by him. Yeah, I, I, I thought about that a few days ago. I think it was during game two. Um, mm-hmm. After one of the bad goals by Halak, um, Halak and Rask are so similar. They can make spectacular saves, and then they'll let in one goal where you're just like, "How did you not have that?" Yep, yep. And they're so similar in that. Now, I don't think it's gonna be controversial to say Rask is the better goalie, but um, it's it's so frustrating because because we know Halak can make those saves. And we know he can make amazing saves. But then there's just the ones where... I don't know what it is. The thing that I've always seen, his glove hand. Yep. Everything I've seen is either low glove 
or it's just like right over his glove and he just can't get it. I don't know what his issue is there. And obviously I'm not a goalie coach, so I like, you know, don't take my word for, you know, anything like that. But it's, it's always seemed to be his glove, which yeah, I mean, I think Tampa realized just that like, all right, we can beat this guy glove side. I mean, if I can realize it, then everything. I think, I think the Tampa scouting staff can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit more experience. So you. frustrating. Yeah. Okay, I'll pick it up for game three again. Um, so yes, go do, ahead, go off game. Oh, do we know what happened in game two that hurt Corelli? Because oh. um, I didn't see I anything. And then looked good though. He was all over the place. Yeah. He's been playing so good. He had that great play to set up the uh Marshawn goal in game two. The second Marshawn goal. That was Yep, the second Marshawn goal. I mean, I think Corrali's been so good. I mean, he's always been great in the playoffs and losing him is so so tough for this team. Yeah, it's okay. It's not like killer, but not having in the lineup not having him in the lineup makes the fourth line essentially not, worthless. Yeah, I was I was gonna say not awful, but they're kind of just there. And the Nordstrom's played this playoffs. I think Nordstrom been has been really great. Nice. The fourth line as a whole has been iffy, and with Lindholm there has been bad. That goal, really, really, that first really goal in game four, uh, not at what he was wanting. <laughs> True. But no, that that first goal in Game Four really showed that. Yeah. That was that was awful defense. Now, granted, yeah, Braden Point he he had some nice moves on who was it Krug there, but you have three you have all five Bruins players right around the net and you don't cover the one guy who's standing in front of the net waiting for the shot. Like, it that was infuriating. Yeah, they've had a. Uh... I mean, a lot of goals that they've given up has been, they've been like fundamental hockey plays. Like, when you watch on the replay, it's like, why didn't Crew or Carlo make that play? Why didn't they intervene there? It's really, really annoying to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um... The awkward pauses. Well, I I didn't know. Someone finishes are kind of amazing. <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't know if Brad was gonna jump in or not, I so I was just I, waiting. You were, I thought Alex was gonna jump in, so I was like, okay, I'll wait for Alex. <laughs> All right. Well, so game three. Of course. Can we can we just have a moment of silence for Dan Vladar? Yeah. Much his contract. Hmm. Brad, what'd you say? I said we forgot to mention his contract. Oh, yes. So, randomly in the first intermission of Game 1, the mm -hmm. Bruins announced that uh, Daniel Vladar re-signed uh, three years, 750000 uh per. It's it's a two-way deal for the first two years and then a one-way for the last year, which I thought was weird, but whatever. Um, he the like It was so weird. It doesn't really surprise me. It's kind of like... It's an out. Like if he's, I think that might have come into the salary almost, where in three years Vladar might be able to be a starting goalie, but uh, or maybe not a starting. I meant backup. My bad. Um, 
But if the Bruins, maybe if Swayman develops faster and he's the backup and Vladar's the odd man out, at least then he has the uh, out where he can go and play for another team. Just on so waivers, that yeah. Was, exactly. I'm guessing that was the idea behind the two-way at the – or the one-way mm-hmm. in the, the deal. But yeah, Salt, like, I mean – there's nothing to like complain about with that extension. He was the best goalie, at least you know, save in terms of save percentage goals against average in the AHL last year, or I guess this year. <laughs> Feels weird to say, even though that season's been off since March too. So, um, I mean, yeah, if if he ends up at the end of the deal, comes up, it's a backup, whatever, whatever happens, it's it's seven hundred fifty thousand. It's not it's not like anything against the cap. So. No, yeah. solid solid deal but then of course game three comes around and he makes his nhl debut and oh i feel bad for him all right moment <laughs> of silence for dan vladar yes thank you <laughs> you be like that i'm shocked that we actually just did that okay um <laughs> pretty amazing yeah okay um darth vlader is what i think we all need to keep calling him and overall outside of the goals that he let in which i think none of them were really his fault i liked what i saw out of later yeah and later i i don't know because on sportsnet they were stating stating they were saying vlader and then NBC was saying Vladar, and then a bunch of people say Vladar, but then also a bunch of people say Vlader. So I don't know what it is. I've just been going with Vladar, even though his nickname is Darth Vlader. So. It's an amazing nickname. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, shut up, guy who hasn't seen Star Wars. Oh, you haven't seen Star Wars, Brad? Nope. Why am I just learning this? That's... <laughs> I feel like you knew that. I, I think this conversation has been had before, but nah. I'm, I'm gonna go like delete you now, like out of my contacts and whatnot. That's bad. <laughs> that hurts. Wow. Wow. Um, can I just give a special shout out to no. um? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rejected. Shout out to um Devin Berg for throwing one of the best hits i've seen all playoffs um perfect hit taking lazan out of the play uh and letting yanni gord go in and score i uh, really like oh, the yeah. timing yeah. of it um thought it was even better than krug's hit against st louis last year on robert thomas uh yeah just I perfect think, is that the greatest hit in nhl history i think it might be yeah Milan Lucic knocking out the glass oh, no it's probably better than that yeah i think it is yeah no that that was that was like the worst because Tampa's Tampa got a power play early on. Nick Ritchie took a slashing penalty and I want to make sure that's said in quotes slashing because that play happens 500 times a game where you just kind of swing at the guy and like hit his pants or his like shin pads. Just a love tap. Yeah. That's, that's all it was. And you're like, actually, no, that's a slashing penalty. And then Tampa scored on power play. And then, of course, just the icing on top of the cake. Like, what, 15 seconds later? Yeah, that's what it was. 15 seconds later, then Devin Berg's just like, hey, Lazal, I'm going to just hit you 
So that way, Gord can just basically have a breakaway, and then Gord went in and scored. Which... Once again, asking for consistency from NHL refs. Okay, if you're still asking, uh, you're delusional. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awful. And then, do we even bother talking about the rest of that game? How that went? Uh, garbage. That's all we're gonna say. Yeah, it was I've it was seen hot garbage. A couple of really painful Bruins games. Yeah. That might I is okay. So this is gonna hurt a lot of people and bring back some bad memories. But if you guys had to rank Game Six, 2013 versus Chicago, Game Seven versus St. Louis last year, the Tampa game, Game Three, in order of least painful to most. Oh, well, the okay. Tampa game, the least painful. Yeah, it's the least painful because it's it's the least painful. It might have been the worst of those, but it was the least painful. But it's not a cup losing game. No, this is true. If this happened, if this happened in the bad. cup final, oof, but it didn't. I I thought you were gonna ask like, what was like the worst performance you've seen? And oh, well, let's do that. Let's uh do yeah, that. worst performance. I, I gotta say Tampa. I gotta say this Tampa game, and then I say the Blues game, and then I say Chicago. Because the Chicago game was at least close. Bruins had a lead. Like, that was close. The Blues game, they they just they didn't do anything. But then, in this game, they didn't do anything and more. They just stank. 7-1. to one. Like, you can't... The de- you know. defense just did not show up. Like, I think... That's the defense just straight up didn't show up. That's how you describe this series. Yeah. Am I wrong? No. no. Yeah. You're yeah, it was the the irony. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just okay. kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, okay. The irony that the Bruins dressed seventy for this game and yet oh. none of them played defense was ooh so strong. Just curious. Have you guys ever seen a game where both teams dress seven defensemen? I don't think I've ever seen that before. I can't remember a time when that's happened, no. And maybe on the flip side, I don't think I've ever seen a team score seven goals while dressing seven defensemen. That's, uh... Oh, boy. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's happened, but, like, I, I can't name a, name a time when that's just happened. Yeah. But if that happens against you, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yep, that's why we're all depressed. <laughs> yeah. Wait, if I I'm briefly looking at something. Um Okay. Did the the Bru- no, the Bruins did Yeah, okay, cuz I saw someone reply to me and I was like, "No, I'm pretty sure they did, you know, 12 forward 60 in game 7 against the Blues." And yes, they did. Okay. I was like, "I'm not oh, crazy, someone... right?" Sean Moore played oh my god all of the Bruins defense had a minus or a minus two in game seven against the Blues except for John Moore yeah I'm telling you oh my god yeah um game three sucked I putting it lightly yeah after game three though um you know, we I did just mention the Blues series. Bruce Cassidy did his best Craig Berube impression, and it did not work. But he tried. 
Uh, <laughs> valiant effort, right. I will say, but no, it did not work. Didn't win the Oscar in the end, but overall, not a bad performance. No, I wanna, I wanna see if I can pull up the quote somewhere here. I just saw it. God damn, where is it? Um, am I blind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cassidy said the call on Richie happens a hundred times a game. We get flagged for it. The second goal. I mean, come on. The linesman runs our guy out of the play. And I saw people getting mad at Cassidy for complaining about the refs, but it's like, I mean, Brenda Moore did it in the last series and got praised for it. And then obviously Barube did it in the finals. And then it clear something clearly changed. So why why doesn't that friend Bruins there? Maybe because just the officiating in the NHL is literal garbage. It's not Might great. No, no, I gotta say it's not great. <laughs> really, just not ideal. No. And so, from there, that brings us to game four, and we're gonna go into this game a little more. Because All right, so I'm actually going to dip for game four because I'm just too depressed to talk about it. So uh, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, I would not blame you. <laughs> uh, what is Andre so Pilat's problem? <laughs> why? why He's only good he... against the Bruins. I, I swear yeah. to God. Yeah. I, honestly, let me let me look at his splits against teams. I'm curious. <laughs> um, regular season. In the regular season, how many goals did he score points against the Bruins? Uh, he had, oh, actually, he didn't even have a single point. Um, but in the playoffs, paying, oh my Tampa's God. just okay. Yeah, Tampa's paying him five point three million just for the games against the Bruins in the playoffs. I guarantee. yeah, because he had one assist against Columbus. He didn't have any points in the round. Actually, he might have had a wait. Did he have a point in the? Okay, he had an assist in the round robin game against the Bruins. But he's on a four game point streak. Uh, and three-game goal streak against the Bruins in this series. He has four goals and two assists for six points in four games. How would be? Because, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I will say, though, Braden Point, man, he's so good. He's good at hockey. I, I did gift, think about bro. this earlier, but if you take one person from that Tampa team to start your franchise with, who do you take? And why is it Braden Point? point? <laughs> I I take him over Cooch one because you know points a center, but two, I don't know. Who needs points a Stamkos when you got a point? Apparently, like you, what does Tampa do with Stamkos? Like uh, they well, play him, keep him. The spot, like... <laughs> they keep him, they wrap him in bubble wrap, and hope he can make yeah. it through a season without dying. Actually, no, this is what they do. So they they um they go to the Bruins. Will your mic's doing the thing? Um, wow, that's bad. Hello? I'm just gonna uh, mute. De okay, we're good. Um, <laughs> I was about to deafen on Discord. <laughs> um, so. Oh my god, yes. what were we saying? Point. Stamkos. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, so Stamkos, Stamkos, Stamkos should be rap. traded to the Bruins, right? For um, uh -huh. Nick Ritchie, John Moore. Okay. Um, the, sure. the salary that the Bruins retained in the back is trade. Yep, exactly. Uh, if that's possible, and um, and like a third round pick, I think that third's really important there. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, retain point uh, fifty percent, and then we'll be good. 
Hey, you yeah. never know. Point was drafted in the third round. They could find oh their God. point replacement. He was drafted in 2014, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Who did we draft over him. Well, here's here's something I want to say. So 2014, of course, Bruins drafted Pasternak, 25th overall. Um, good. Point was drafted. You said third round, right? Yes. I might be blind. Oh yeah, 79th overall. Um, oh my God, Merzlikins, Ilyas Sorokin, both went in this draft. Uh, Bruins didn't have a third round pick. Um, oh, but in the fourth in the fourth round they uh. Wait, what? I think they traded that third in the Andre Mazzaro's trade. Okay. Wow, where did you pull that fucking out? Jesus. Ryan Donato was drafted in the I second round. my research. Heinen in the fourth, Bjork in the fifth. But that's not the most important uh, draft pick in this 2014 draft. Because the most important is number 10. 10th overall <laughs> from the go. Peterborough Peets to the Anaheim Ducks. They selected left winger Nicholas Ritchie. Oh, Nick Ritchie. Nick Ritchie. Let me just say, going into the series, I was I had high hopes. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that just to fuck with you, Alex. <laughs> okay. Yes, I am saying that to fuck with you. Of course. But, but I thought this just seemed like a series that he could mm -hmm. could have had such a massive and profound impact on. And he fucks it up. He fucks I'm it completely. all up. Completely. I really thought that this was going to be like the Nick Ritchie arrives to the NHL because as, as a number 10 pick, you should probably be expected to be at least a good player. At least, yeah, top, I'd say most likely top line or at least top six at the minimum. Uh, okay, Brett top Ritchie six at the is, minimum. Yeah. yeah. Brett Ritchie just, or Nick Ritchie just fucking sucks. <laughs> well, okay, both. Both. Yeah, Brett Ritchie also fucking sucks. The fucking great brothers. Oh, God. I... When that trade happened, I was like, alright. You know... Might as well, you know, big body. That's who you're probably going to want in the playoffs, you know, come April. And then the pandemic hit. And now we have the playoffs in August. But... Oh, my God. I... I've, I've tried to defend him. And I've wanted to be like, you know what, let's... Let's wait to completely judge him, to completely judge the trade, because I don't think, you know, determining if the trade was worth it based on random playoffs in a pandemic is completely worth it. But when you do something as stupid as that, then it's like, what are you doing? Get off he of this team. more penalty minutes than time on ice. <laughs> That's a problem. Wait, didn't you only have like 10 penalty minutes though? He had 12 penalty minutes oh, and God. like 10.53 of ice time. Oh my God. I, Great Nick, job. If he's dressed for game five. He's going to be dressed. He, he's 100% going to be. And I know that because of Cassidy's post game comments. Yeah. And it's awful. But. Uh, how much you. Just, just thinking. Going back to. The trade when it when they traded Heinen for Richie, I think it certainly raised some eyebrows. And with Cassie defending him, do you think it was Bruce Cassidy who went to Sweeney and say, "Hey, we got to get this Richie guy because he could really help our team, and he just doesn't want to look bad." That would that's my gut feeling about this. Uh, 
I mean, maybe, but I mean, I don't think he would have that much pull, but... No, I think... I think maybe it's kind of like a stubbornness to kind of be like, well, if I take him out, I can't put Studnicka in. He's not strong enough. He's not physical enough. Maybe he's banking on this being like a harsh awakening for Richie to kind of like get his shit together. Yeah, but I think he I don't, had the yeah, I don't... get your shit together a few... I think he had that when he was pulled for um, Corrali in the Carolina series. Oh, yeah. Because Corrali went on my third line. That would have been my get your shit together move. I yeah, don't... but he never really fit in in that Carolina series. No. I don't think. No, that, that was a fast series. Exactly. That wasn't as physical as this one. And then no he doesn't fit Pat in, in Maroon, this. But he ain't quite the skater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That moron. Okay. If Richie plays in game five, I have one request for him. Fight Pat Maroon. That's all I want. If he that can fight Patrick Maroon, Bruins win the trade, even if they lose 8-10 in that. 8-10? <laughs> if they lose 8 nothing in that game. <laughs> only 8? Yeah, only. No, I just... It's like obviously it's it's tough to judge. Like you don't know what's happening. You know maybe maybe he's he's having a I don't know what his family situation is like. Maybe he's having sort of a moment like Rask where something's happening at home, but he's stuck in the bubble and can't go back. But you can't take those frustrations out on the ice, and you can't make that hit. You you just that can't. And ultimately, yes, the Bruins almost killed the entirety of that penalty until the one of the weirdest bounces of this postseason just like went up and over Halak and it was like come on like of course it's, that would happen when when you start having like those one in a million bounces go your way you i don't know at least i get the feeling like all right this is over i mean yeah i hate to be negative but when you see that happening combined with the way they're playing it's not a good omen I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys something. Have you have you seen a bounce go the Bruins way in this series? Fuck no. Nope. No. I haven't I haven't seen a single one. It's it's just been it's just been awful. Like they've gotten no luck in like yeah, sure you you need to win just based on skill, you can't rely on puck luck. But I don't know if, if anyone knows this, but hockey is an insanely lucky sport. That's why teams are able to upset so often. That's why hockey is so much fun, because you truly never know what's going to happen. But Anything can happen. Yeah, but the Bruins just haven't gotten a bounce. And you know what? Maybe they'll start in Game 5, and they translate into a Game 6, and then into a Game 7 in the Bruins. Wow, they do it. But I, well, I don't see that happening, but... It, it's just it's so annoying and it's not something you can control because you can't just you know be like okay cool Bruins are lucky now <laughs> like you're just kind of kind of there being like man of course that bounce goes in yeah. Ooh, like that uh third goal for the lightning today Ooh. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah that's what we were saying oh <laughs> fuck off <laughs> uh um, yeah. So Andre Pallott kills us. Victor Hedman got his... Another bounce for his, I don't know, third goal of the season? Or series? Yep. I, I think? Yes. Yeah, because he had, he, had, he had the two... Well, McAvoy had the two in game one. And then, I don't I think went off of Parlandholm in this one, and then in. 
on just an awful bounce. And then, I mean, the Bruins sort of showed some fight at the end, like last 10 minutes of the third, but I think, yeah, I thought it wasn't the last, enough. Like 10 minutes looked good. Mm hmm. But the, the issue is the other 50 minutes. Yeah. Just weren't good. Do you guys. I know he had a good hot start to the series, but I think Coyle's kind of tapered off just a tad. I think. I don't think it's just Coyle, a tad. Yeah, I, he's. I'm trying to just be. I'm much everyone's tapered right off. Time. Yeah, he's fallen off. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't like to say it. Um, Bergeron. Mm-hmm. He needs to be better. Yes, everyone needs to be, be needs to be better, but it starts with your top guys, and I he's, haven't I he's been kind of seen. I, I just yeah. haven't seen him. I mean, I will love Patrice Bergeron to the day. Oh I yeah, I, I'm naming my first son Patrice. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he just hasn't been there. I My guess is he's got to be dealing with something. At this point, everyone's dealing with something. I mean, in terms yeah. Of injury. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Bergeron's another guy you need to keep in bubble wrap. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, basically. Hey, at least he's winning his face-offs. Yes. <laughs> the Bruins have been good on face-offs, like, throughout these playoffs. They won today. They 65%, won 65% yeah. of the... Yeah. Okay, thanks for <laughs> thanks for stat stealing. No problem. Krejci eighty three percent, Coyle seventy three percent. But I... yes, as I was gonna say, you think they'd have you know more to show for it than a three yeah. one series deficit with the way they've been able to control the face off dot. But no, it's nah. it's it's the constant defensive breakdowns. It's not putting the puck on the net enough. It's and it's the horribly timed penalties. I swear, every time oh, yeah. they started getting momentum today, especially in that second period, Clifton mm -hmm. took that dumb cross-checking penalty, and then yep. Nick Ritchie pulled the Nick Ritchie. Yeah. Like, so what we're calling it the Nick Ritchie. Then, yes. Yes. <laughs> and even before that in games, they just take stupid penalties that, you know, Tampa in game game two, they. Or was it game three? Probably both, actually. Every time they took a bad penalty, Tampa stuffed it into the net. So it's just, you can't. You really can't. Yeah. Trying... Oh. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to bring up um, the one thing that I thought, it, it was iffy, and looking at the replay, I, I still don't know. It, it did kind of look like it was from the side. Was it Paquette? His hit on Kuhlman? Paquette, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... In in real time, it it did kind of look like a board. Yeah, with bad optics on it. Yeah, it's I, it was hard to tell, and I don't know how. I saw it don't expecting and knowing <laughs> okay. NHL officiating. I expected at least two from that watching it the first time. Yeah. And then Nick Ritchie went in, and I mean, if if he if he's gonna go and like, you know punch someone get all over someone it, it either has to be Paquette or Maroon and I'm glad it was Paquette but um Maroon Chara dropped him back in 2015 oh my god that was amazing uh, Paquette might be the most annoying player on Tampa and that's saying something when they have Maroon <laughs> and Kucherov yeah Kucherov is sneaky dirty although he hasn't done anything yet well 
Still got a game to go. He had four points in game three. Oh, wow. He said still got a game to go. Oh, hell. Sounded like a funeral we're about to attend. Jesus. Sorry that I don't have enough faith. Yeah. Last, I've been trying to look optimistic. Am I the only one that when the Richie hit happened, to me that was like, all right, that's like the final nail in the coffin. It's over. That was, I, I don't know why. I just kind of got that feeling like. Honestly, no. Really? Um, yes. The the killer for me was the bounce and that third goal. Yeah, that was the I killer was because I was like, you know what? The Bruins PK is, is pretty good. I know Tampa's power play has been good lately, but, you know, they have a solid chance of, like, you know, killing or even only giving up one, you know, one good goal to Tampa on this. But, no, it was it was an awful bounce. I mean, great for Tampa, but an awful bounce that just... Yeah, that that sort of killed them, and that's that's one of those things that will kill all momentum because it's like you've been killing the penalty for like four and a half minutes, and then that bounce goes in, like that just kills you. And then yeah, it kind of did, especially in just in that second, they didn't really have anything to show for. And then, I mean, they had like four minutes of power play through like the end of the second and into the start of the third, just couldn't get anything on that. I don't know what the power play finished at one for four, um, but uh, it's yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm now like really depressed. Uh, do you want you guys want to move on because? Uh, um yeah sure let's let's move on from game four. So going into game five is game five potentially Tory Krug's last game as a Bruin. <laughs> I... Oh. I'll start because uh, I. We we've already established this. For... Yeah. You've kind of already gone over this topic, but yeah, uh, yeah. Because you randomly brought it up, but you think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Now I'm gonna ask you something else. Is this oh, also boy. the last game that we see, um, of another left shot defenseman, Zidane Ochara? Ooh. No. No. Yeah, I don't think so. I've I've seen people say, oh, he needs to retire and everything. It's like, no, he's not going to retire. He's coming back for another year. It's a Dan Ochara. He's he's still he, okay. At this point, he is a bottom pair defender who is a PK specialist. That is what he is now, and I think thinking that he's anything other than that, especially at age 43, is kind of uh, being too optimistic. I think, especially like he's he's not. He, he was never fast, but obviously he's he's just he's not you know too quick on the puck anymore because he physically cannot be, no matter how hard that guy trains. Yeah, I um, mean, if you no. look at like his training, it's insane. Like, mm -hmm. like he is dedicated to just improving every time, and credit to him for doing that. Yeah, um, but the to, only oh. only reason. I want Char to retire because I just really want to see Bergeron, Bergeron have that seat. Okay. That's the only reason. I agree. Yeah, that I that know. would be like the one the one positive of him retiring. Like, man, yep. oh, great career, Char. Oh, hey, Bergeron, see. What if they just? Oh my God. So what if they all just decide? You know what? Yeah, Bergeron. He's basically had the honorary C for like the last, you know, ten years sharing it with Chara, basically, right? What if they're mm -hmm. like, all right, let's piss off everyone. The new captain, the Boston Bruins, Brad Marchand. 
I don't know I, why, but every time I see the A on Marshawn, it's like, this is the guy who was licking, slew footing, cup uh, checking like a few years ago. He has turned his game around from being kind of known as that kind of little cheap shot guy to being known as the most annoying pest and also being able to score at will. People refuse to acknowledge that, though. Mm-hmm. They just talk about dirty hits from 2015 and further back well 2016 i guess technically but yeah wow people can change nah that's crazy nah man i haven't uh, changed on my hot takes so but imagine imagine the ceremony char comes out to speak for like a jersey retirement and then at the end they slap a C onto Bergeron's chest. The crowd, well, if there's a crowd, because I'm uh, yeah. virtual pumped in noise. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> they turn up the volume on the crowd knob. There's a C on Bergeron's chest. Everyone's crying, and Chara walks away, never to be seen again. And then oh. Bergeron just takes the Bergeron that Bergeron retires two years later, and then okay. It's a never-ending thing. Oh my god. And I have one question that you might think this is me uh, galaxy branding it, but is there a chance Tuka Rask retires? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. As as much so. as I don't want to admit it, yes. I think I I think it's a very real possibility that he calls it quits here. Yeah. Would you be comfortable with Halak now being your nope. starter? Nope. No. I Not mean, after maybe these for maybe for one year, like he's got signed, but. Dude, that completely fucks everything. Yep. But hey, I mean, at least if you let if Tuka does retire, there's an extra seven million uh, to throw at Krug. I don't know if that's how that works. I don't no. know how retirement works with cap. I don't think that's no. how it is. Whatever. I think they would still have to pay that because I think Luongo is getting paid by the Canucks still yep. because of the retirement. So I, I I'll quickly look at that. I want to see. Uh yeah, re yeah, cap recapture. The Canucks are still paying three mil for Luongo this year, next year, and the year after that. And he wasn't even on the team when he retired. Because he was in Florida. So rough. I don't I don't know exactly what it is. I can if a player retires, any remaining signing bonuses are no longer payable, although if the contract took effect after the player turned thirty five, the full cap hit of the contract will still be charged to the team. Yeah, there it is. So I don't think Rask is 35 yet. No, I don't think he's either. So his cap would be cleared. Supposedly? And I mean, Uh, even then... 33. Yeah, he's 33. I think even then, like, if that were to happen, Rask would just, like, go and retire and be with his family, I think. I really think that's a strong possibility that people haven't mentioned as much as I think they should be. I think there's, like, if, if that were to happen, there's, like, a decent chance, too, that, like, if the Bruins were to be, like, still still have to pay seven million against the cap, like they they might negotiate something where it's like, hey, let's just terminate your contract, Tuca, and hey, let's just slide you seven million dollars, uh, <laughs> just not on the books. There's, yeah, I, I cool. hope they would be able to do Is that. Is that money laundering? Does that classify as money laundering? <laughs> it might, but who cares? <laughs> It's, it's no, breaking no, the like, law. Remember back in March when Rask said that like retirement's always a possibility. I mean, yeah. And... Well, he was talking the end of his deal at that well, yes, point, though. Yes, yes. And then 
what I'm going to say is, what if it's the NHL season has to do some kind of bubble thing yep. for the 2020-2021 season? That's... He definitely wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's going to depend, because I think if that happens, either all or the majority of the cities are going to be in Canada. That's that's a no-brainer. I'm assuming they would use Toronto and Edmonton again. Vancouver is probably up there, and then I I don't know if the facilities in Calgary. You definitely don't want to do it in Ottawa, that's for sure. And then you, I mean, Montreal is definitely good for that. So, you know, the one thing I would have against Rask retiring is I think next year might be the last shot at the Cup with the Bergeron, Chara, Krejci kind of core, because that's been the core of the team for. Yeah, I and they're they're all getting older, and I just think that this core is coming to an end, and it's the age of McAvoy, Pasternak, DeBrusque. So, I I really want to get this core one last cup, but I think last next year's the last kick of the can. I was thinking about that earlier, and. You know, I was thinking about how, you know, after 2018, people said, that's the last for the core. 2019, people said, that's the last time for the core. 2020, it's being said again. Except, I think that, you know, when we're talking about the core, the Bruins' core, their chances, you know, I don't I don't want to say they died, but they, they basically went away when Rask left the bubble, because he is part of that core. He mm-hmm. He's the one that sort of well, obviously he's he's in net. He he's the MVP on a lot of the nights, and I it's it's just it's it's so like I completely understood why he left, and I was in full support of that. It is it is frustrating, but you know, 2020 like pandemic, I I don't blame him for going back at all, and you know it's just. I don't know. He he could be he he could be could be done. I don't know what they're gonna do for the bubble. I know they've been communicating, and it was talked about earlier that there might be a chance that families join players for uh, the conference finals. So that could be a thing. Um, now, obviously, I don't I don't like if the Bruins get there. I don't think Rask would just come back into the bubble with his family or anything like that. But uh, I know for next year, like they've talked be like four hub cities and you just have teams rotate between those hub cities every like eight games or whatever it is just so you know and then you play everyone but you're still staying in a bubble uh i mean you you probably could have family with them but do you want his three kids not living in their house and having to live out of hotel rooms you probably don't so i i don't i don't know how open he would be to that it's it's tough i don't know what's gonna happen there's a there's a solid chance that yeah, Rask might retire after this after this bubble season ends, and I hate that that's a that's a that's a real thing that could happen, and that yeah, the Bruins haven't been able to win a cup when he's been their best goalie in franchise history. I mean, yes, they won when he was a backup, but when he's a starter, yeah. It's... I think that's gonna be the one thing that. If he does retire, that's always going to hang over him. Mm-hmm. Wasn't able to win a cup. That's what happened to Luongo. That's what's about to happen to Lundqvist, seemingly. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, this got depressing. Yeah. 
you know, see, I was thinking we were just going to be focusing, you know, game four, and then, you know, Krug, last game, that might be depressing. Uh, but no, now we're on Rask, too. Okay. <laughs> Do we want to uh, maybe get on a happy note with some questions? I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's let's go to those. Although they, they might be, well, we we have a few. So this will be fun. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, something that Cam brought up. Uh, Cam um, at Slim CD48. Um, thanks. So <laughs> back in August of 2018, Will, um, this is pretty infamous for us. So you you said, and I quote. Can the Bruins like do something, like trade Krug and Heinen for Wayne Simmons? So, I'm. I have one question still, even though it's been two years since that was said, and you know, so many times I brought this up to you, but still, why? Okay, so I have always thought, like back when Wayne Simmons was in his prime, he would fit in nicely on the Bruins. Power forward, can score some goals, really good in front of the net. <sighs> to be blatantly honest, I don't I didn't think Heinen was doing good. I had heard that Krug may be on his way out or something. <sighs> it sounded good when I tweeted it. Were you listening thinking, to you know Jimmy what? Murphy or something? Like how'd you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It was Mike Felder because they all oh, on Rip on Krug, but um, they weren't playing well, and yeah, I didn't know what the asking price was, but I thought Simmons could come in here, and I, I mean, he, we, you can agree, he's been linked to the Bruins for a while. Back in the day, he was linked to them. I figured, you know what? It might be nice to get someone in here to kind of fill that Lucci troll, someone that can score, be physical. And maybe that costs you Danton Hine and a promising youngster and maybe an established player like Krug. But uh, clearly that's a little bit off. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll just uh, fix that by saying maybe like a seventh rounder for Wayne Simmons might work out good. Yeah. Wayne Simmons is a Buffalo Sabre. Just, just in case anyone forgot that, um, you know what? I'm not even, I'm not even gonna bother. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave that statement there, as it is. Um, yeah, I, 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 I still laugh at that. Um, I don't even know where to start with just, these questions. Just, just like we laugh at uh, Bradley eating hot dog water. <laughs> oh. Ah, yes, good time. Oh. Sorry, Brad. I had to change the subject. That's fine. I understand why you'd want to get off of that topic. <laughs> All right. So, um, just a quick one. Alec McDonald at HW Cubs 2012 said, um, Bruins in seven, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how are we feeling about that? I actually, if I am asking that, I know someone, um, yeah, so Will at Bruins underscore all underscore day said, I want to hope for a comeback, but as the day goes on, I don't think of it happening. Where do you guys stand on the possibility of a comeback? Ooh. Brad, how do you feel? Oh, boy. Well, 
I think they maybe push it to six games, maybe a seventh if they get lucky. I just don't see Tampa faltering three games in a row. I don't. No. I, I, I don't see it either. I mean, I think it's certainly a possibility that the Bruins have the talent. I mean, you have, what, Pasternak tied for the league leading goals. Um, Marshawn's been playing incredible. Um, maybe playoff Krejci can come back. They have the talent, but it, they're going to need to play, I think, the best three games of hockey that we may ever have seen them play. I yeah no I I don't think you're wrong I think I can see the Bruins winning game five I don't think this makes it past six honestly yeah obviously I would love if they come back they win this series it's amazing although um I I might have made a mistake if they do win but honestly it'll be worth it um because what's because you can now go on Twitter and find a tweet I need to screenshot Oh, I mean, I'm not going to delete it. Don't worry. I, I will I will stand by my word. I said that if the Bruins come back and win this series, I will listen to High Hopes for 12 hours straight. I'm standing by that. I will do it. Um, and, man, I hope I have to. But it does not It does not seem likely. I, Is this I like a, old memories? Is this like the same thing as like getting like a Columbus Blue Jackets tattoo? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know that one didn't oh. happen for Maddie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a throwback. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, I'll, I'll yeah. go to the next one. It's fine. Um, so, so Blake Prince asked Braden Point for Con Smythe. Uh, yes, 100%. If, Tam if Tampa wins the cup, here? yes, Braden Point for Con Smythe. Obviously, he was doing that just to troll, but I, yeah, no, definitely. I still can't believe how dominant he is. Jesus. We don't have to go too into it. We already talked about it, but just every He's game insane. he does something that wows you. Yeah. So, I I think her name's Jenna, because it says Jenna loves me, boy. So, uh, Jenna at SimpJD74 asked, how would you guys feel about starting Stanika slash Bjork over Richie in Game 5? And that was something that I actually forgot to ask, was what are your guys' lineups for Game 5? Must win. It is a literal must win. You know, shocker. Uh, What's your lineup? Oh, did you say for me to go first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me think of this in my head. Where else? Okay. Is this what I want or what I think will happen? Okay, so Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, Debrus, Krejci, Kasha. Well, is this is this with or without Corrali? Like this, that throws uh, everything up in the air. I think it's probably going to be without. Yeah. Based sense. on what I've been um, seeing, I know Cassidy said he's day to day, but I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. God, dude, hold on. I'm trying to find. Oh my God, I'm trying to find just to look at everyone, just so I can see what the hell, because I'm blanking. On the scratches for some freaking reason. I definitely wouldn't put Studnicka in. Okay, scratch. You would have Bjork, Stud, oh, and then oh, easy. Bjork. Okay, so Bjork, Coyle, Coolman, mm -hmm. and then I guess you have to go Nordstrom, Lindholm, Wagner. Yeah. 
Although if you get Corrali back, then maybe you throw Corrali Coil Coolman. Uh, I think I'd probably keep Bjork in and then go Nordstrom Corrali Wagner because that fourth line needs help. Yeah, you're right. All right. Will, with your hot take coming in, can already feel it. Zach Stenshaw on the first line and Pasta scratched. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, let's go top line. Uh, Par Lindholm, uh, Nick Ritchie, and Anders Bjork. I think that's all top line. Um, no, but actually, uh, uh, Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, you got to keep them together, I think. If anyone's going to inspire some momentum, it's got to be that line. Oh, that's a hot and... take, dude. Come on. <laughs> really, wait. You got to keep Marshawn Bergeron and Pasternak together? Oh. Yeah. Okay, NBC needs to hire you. <laughs> I know. Okay, no, continue. Unemployed. Come on, guys. Uh, I, I can send you my resume. Just let me know. At Charlie Godevoy on Twitter, let me know. Um, DeBrusque, Krejci, and I kind of want to throw Coil up there, but I think that line is due with Kasha. I think Kasha's getting so, so close to scoring, and I think once he gets that one goal to kind of, that's just going to be huge momentum for him. And if we're doing with how um, Corrali, I got Nordstrom, Coyle, Studnicka. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, maybe, I mean, I know the bottom six just hasn't brought anything, but I'm thinking just switching it up. For a fourth line, I know their kind of style is two-way physical play on the fourth line, but Bjork, Lindholm, Wagner, I think Bjork could bring something to that line, and he could really shine because the offense is going to run through him. He's going to be able to control some playmaking, and maybe he just kind of fits in. I don't know. At this point, it's like just throwing darts at the wall to see what happens. I mean... Who knows? I think anything's on the table for lines. Can I just say, it's funny how, you know, it's always been, what about Krejci's wingers? Well, what about Coil? Coil? <laughs> you can't yeah, find anyone to play with. No. <laughs> um, so, something I've seen a lot, and this, this does relate to my lineup. Oh, Bjork, he takes too many penalties. Ah, oh, he's, he's such a liability. Um, Are you just reading off my recent tweets? No, but thank you for that, because this is going to help me prove you wrong live on this episode. In his career, he's played 108 games. He has 18 penalty minutes. In these playoffs, he has six penalty minutes. It was those three penalties that he took in, what, game two against Carolina? No, game three. So, can we stop with the Bjork takes too many penalties? Because he does not. <laughs> he he literally does wow. not. Yeah, it was it was one bad game where he took a bunch of penalties. No, granted, well, has he put up for Lady Bang? Okay, I, yeah, huh. has he put up points? I mean, no, he really hasn't. He has one assist in these playoffs, but I think you give him one last shot in the Bruins' potential last game. You put him with Coyle and Kuhlman, keep DeBrus, Krejci, Kosh together. Obviously, Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, and then you just go with that because, I mean. <sighs> It's tough. I don't want to see Richie in the lineup. I think he will be in the lineup. 
but you gotta go Marshall Berger, Posternock, DeBrusque, Krejci, Kasha, yeah, Bjork, Coyle, Kuhlman, Nordstrom, Lindholm slash Corrali if he's healthy, Wagner, and that's who you ride or die with. Cool. <laughs> um, do we want to... Yeah, okay. So, someone that... I mean, you, you might know a bit. Uh, so, a, a, Jess, a person named Jess asked, um, why is Nick Ritchie the way he is? Because he's got to live up to his brother's hype. Oh, God. Yeah. And remember, with a Brett, I remember there was a bit of a Brett Ritchie hype train. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know who. I don't know who. Uh, who was on that and who called him a franchise player? Brad, do you know? I don't. I don't. I don't know. No one called. No one know, here called him. Such a blur, man. Yeah. No one here called him a franchise yeah, I, player. Kind of. No one here predicted he'd score the first goal of the Bruins season. Okay. Yeah. You did. <laughs> okay. That was that was kind of epic. Not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. Man, simple times. <laughs> yeah. Uh. No, I just I don't understand Nick Ritchie, and and we did already sort of have a rant on him, but it's so. Do you think he's gone in the off season? No. No, I don't think you. No. Click no. give him a chance next year, which no. you have to do. He's an RFA. He's still 23, 24. Under and he and he makes like year, two mil. So yeah, he he's under contract, and then he's an RFA when that expires, saving with Kasha. And I mean, yeah, you you just give him another shot, because, I mean, you kind of have to, and you might as well. And especially because if you immediately trade him, that's going to make Sweeney look awful. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, he's been shit. There is yeah. no yeah. no other way to put it, but it's also, like, I don't know. Like, the circumstances surrounding all this just basically warrants, like, justification for another chance, you know? So, Lord only knows. What he does, I think he could definitely can't get much worse. I think he'll definitely get better, but <laughs> yeah, he needs to work on his speed, man. If he could get a little faster, dude, he could actually be a pretty solid power forward. But yeah. he is not. It's like he's skating in molasses. He's Nick Ritchie. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do you somehow make a last-second roster adjustment? Add Brett Ritchie, go fourth line of Nick Ritchie, Harland <laughs> home, and Brett Ritchie. I think that'll. I would. Right there. Okay. Um, I never miss a Bruins game if I can actually watch it. I would not watch that game if Richie Lindholm Richie was the fourth line. <laughs> I would not watch that game. Or, or at the very least, I would turn off the TV every single time that that line gets on the ice. That would be awful. Actually, you know what? Knowing, knowing our luck, both Brett and Nick would score, especially Brett. He'd probably have a hat trick after not playing for six months or however many it's been since he's been on the Bruins, so probably like eight. What do you think Brett Ritchie's reaction was when he saw his brother throw that hit? He definitely was watching today. <laughs> was he, oh, was he like watching? Palmed or was like, dude, that's my job. <laughs> I don't Although know. He's not really no, he's not really anything. <laughs> he's a goal scorer. Yeah, against Dallas. Oh. That makes further than the Bruins. Granted, that was like 10, 11 months ago, but that feels like a whole different world. I mean, it basically like is. 40 years ago, dude. Yeah. I can't... We're, co we're coming up on one year of doing this, Brad. <laughs> hey, shout out to us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'll be like October 2nd or something when that actually is, because I think. Yeah. Be, but, yeah. 
Um, so we, we still have a few more to get through, so I'll keep going. Uh, oh, so yeah. Benson <laughs> at BensonJ16 asked, Anyone else worried that there's a pattern? We lost in the Stanley Cup Finals at home in 2013 and then won the President's Trophy and are about to be embarrassed by a division rival in the semifinals like in 2014. Is this some kind of curse? Just yeah. one team that can't win the Cup. Yeah. That's like 20, 29 now, 30 teams every year. Yeah, uh, 30 out of 31. It just seems like uh, Tampa Bay always has their number, I will say that. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but this, like, I know we talked about it, but this is exactly like 2018. Mm-hmm. They just, they looked great in game one. Just, just been out of it since game two, really. And it's and depressing. Had, and they had, like, a solid first round, I remember. Although they did kind of suck in games, what, five and six to Toronto, they did have a pretty solid series against them in 2018, like they did against the Canes. So mm-hmm. it really feels like 2018. I mean, 2018, game one and two, Pasternak set, uh, like, broke a Gretzky record for, like, youngest player six to have point six points in a game. Like yeah. That. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they played well in that Toronto series. They played well in the. Carolina series this year, also last year, but and then I don't know. I hope the next time they're doing this, I mean, we we would probably be doing it after a potential game seven if if that were to even happen because I don't think we would do the night of game six or anything. Um, but listen, I hope the next time they would do this, the Bruins won the series. I obviously I hope that knocking on wood, but um, I just I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe they come out flying game five and. They give us hope. God, I hope they do. <laughs> There's always a chance. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Uh, well, I, we, we really got... Well, we kind of did just answer this, so... Um, Misty FTS? Misty Fitz? I don't know. Um, what's wrong with Boston versus Tampa? They seem like they just can't beat them when playoffs come around anymore. And honestly, to me, it's just seemed like it's the it's the like it's the playoff equivalent of boston washington in the regular season just they can't beat the caps and they just can't beat tampa it's just i tampa's a damn good team don't get me wrong but the bruins should not be down 3-1 no i i think talent what you think tampa's the best team in the league just on paper yeah on paper, on yes. Paper, yeah. I mean, that's just a tough task. I mean, the Bruins are a great team, but the Lightning are just—they're just a re- they have so much talent. It's they just send wave after wave. First you have Kucherov, then it's Point, and that third line has been, much as I hate to say it, they've been really good. Um, it's, and the Bruins had this for a little bit where they could just send a wave after wave of strong attacking players, and they have such a good defense. It's so hard to counter. I agree. That's been... I went to my cup, man. And I just realized that my mic was muted on the recording while saying that. Uh, so that's that's annoying, but Goodrow Gord Coleman has been great for Tampa. 
and that's that's uh, you need you need at least three lines deep, and they they definitely have that. I mean, their Tampa's fourth line isn't much of a factor, but and uh, my cat is scratching the door, so I'm gonna ask you guys this question, then quickly run upstairs. Uh, so Jaden, uh, we had him as a guest on like two episodes ago. He at Debruski's asked, "Who's the worst of the Richie brothers, and why?" Ooh. I mean, the one that's not on the playoff roster, I'd say Brett Ritchie isn't nearly as good as as Nick, and plus Brett's 27, Nick's 23 or 24, so I mean, I think that speaks for itself, and I think, again, I think Nick Ritchie has a lot more to offer than what he has so far, mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm going Nick Ritchie's the better, better shit. Stain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's this actually definitely much. Oh. Kinda, this is like the lesser of two evils. I mean, I gotta say, Brett, just because, I mean, he's not in the playoff roster. Didn't do much for the Bees except scoring the first goal of the year. But Nick, as you said, Brett, he's Nick's got the upside. He's young. I think there's still a really, really small chance that he finally lives up to that top 10 hype. Not likely, but I got to say, Brett Ritchie's the bigger shit stain of the two. Okay, I thought you were going to say the better player. I was, uh, okay. (laughs) I was very concerned for a second. All right. um, Yeah, okay, that's basically all the questions we got. Um... Do you, well, okay, I'll ask now. Do you guys have anything you want to add? No, I don't think I do. I mean, God, here's hoping for a miracle. Yeah, that's that's what they're going to need. Um, game 5 goes uh, Monday at 7 p.m., and then <laughs> game 6 and 7, Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back, if it goes to there, which the Bruins have to win three games in four nights, if um it's gonna be really hard they have like a nine percent chance of doing it so <sighs> i will say possible if the bruins somehow get it to a game seven they're gonna win yes i think with all the momentum, momentum they have from yeah. game six to game seven that's such a quick turnaround tampa's gonna be like scratching their head we were just up through one now it's game seven what the fuck and the bruins are gonna be riding high yeah so if it goes seven the bruins are winning but i don't see it going seven i think Tampa in six at this point, but yeah, crazier things have happened. That's true. The, I mean, the Bruins have had it happen to them. They've had even worse happen to them. So it, there's a things for the reminder. Yeah, it there's a chance. I I don't see it happening. I think the next time we do this, Bradley, it's gonna be a uh, well shit the season's over type of episode in December. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, wrapping this up, thank you to Will for being on this episode. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me, guys. A lot of fun. Uh, five quick seconds. You can go follow... Well, I don't know if you want to, but you can go follow him on uh, Twitter, at Charlie Godavoy. Um, and definitely, you know, not opposed to having you on again sometime in the future. And yeah, I'd love to. This has been awesome. You guys got a great show going. Love listening to it. Well, thank you. Aww.
He's just trying to suck out so he can get on again. What a sweetheart. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cry. No. Um. But yeah, with that, I'll be sent. Okay. With English. <laughs> Listen, it's been an hour and a half. Okay, give me a break. Right, with that all being said. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah. Um. Hopefully next time we're doing this, the uh, Bruins are on to the conference finals. We don't really see it happening, but hey, crazier things have happened, and uh, we'll see you next time.